0: Curtis Lewa Curtis Lewa Rip and Check this out This is the Rip and Read Featuring Curtis Lewa Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC And Curtis Lewa This is the Rip and whoop, whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police whoop, whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police that's the sound of the police That's the sound of the police <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of the police <laughs> That's the sound of the police <laughs> That's the sound of the police That's the sound of the police Oh, KRS-One, the professor of rap crap That Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan Who likes to say, oh, I was a cop for 22 years Nothing but a house mounts, never left the house, never made a collar, wasn't proactive, wasn't busting his shoes in the subways or the streets, just was not a proactive cop. Got his white shirt, which gave him white shirt immunity, and he has forsaken the cops ever since. He actually said before he took the police test, he would listen to KRS-One. These lines that say the sound of the police, the sound of the beast. This guy never liked the cops. This guy, remember, said, I kicked those white crackers' asses. Yeah, see if you can find that cut there, Lou, and uh, cut the KRS-One crap. It's bad enough. We're going to have to hear more of that tonight with Wu-Tang Clan, the mayor who should have a very busy, busy schedule in dealing with many of the crises that he has created like inviting in the illegal aliens and now bankrupting the city, announcing yesterday that it's going to cost us overall $12 billion. And because of that, he's going to have to start making draconian budget cuts, especially to the police budget, the fire department, social workers, teachers. And remember, he doesn't care. He cuts the police department. The police department is already down to the marrow of its bone. They only have 32,500 active cops from a high of 40,000, which Rudy Giuliani had the moment he took over. For the mentor of Eric Adams, Swagger Man With No Plan, David Dinkins failed as he was. Rudy, you'll be the first to tell you, without the 40,000 cops, he would not have been able to stabilize the city. And then turn us into the safest big city in America without those 40,000. And now we got 32,500. And you got somebody in charge who's going to be cutting even more of the budget because he spent all this money on illegal aliens. And remember, I tell people all the time don't fool yourself. There's a guy who said after 22 years as a cop that. For every white cop he served with. Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers ass, man. I was unbelievable. He's proud of that. You don't think he still believes that? I want to hear that one more time. Now, notice the inflection. Notice the emotion. Notice the pride. When he said this at a rally for his election in Harlem, They buried this tape before I ran against him because, you know, I would have used this morning, noon, and night on him. You know, he played like, oh, no, no, Uh, Ebony and Ivory. I love white people. He hates them. And he always has. Listen to his intonation. The pride, the boldness of saying that for 22 years, serving with then a predominantly white police department, this is what he did each and every day. Every day department. I kicked those crackers ass, man. I was unbelievable. Yeah. In the meantime, here's a guy who's continued on the de Blasio policy of taking the nightsticks away. Taking the nightsticks away from the cops and making them so vulnerable. I mean, think about it. Used to be a cop was in a jam, whether they were by themselves or whether they were patrolling in tandem. You knew as a street guy that, hey, they pulled out that nightstick, man, they meant business. And they could start wailing away on you. And the smartest street cops with experience, they didn't hit you in the head. They didn't hit you in the ribs. They didn't hit you in the back. They hit you right in the kneecaps. Because if somehow you got away after committing a crime, they knew you'd limp maybe a block or two away, and another squad car can come by and you tell them, hey, I bet you see this guy limping down the street like hop along Cassidy. Just pick him up he cap them and wrap them right in the kneecaps. They took the nightstick away. Now what do you do? You got a gun. You're not going to shoot the suspect. You got a taser. You're not going to taser the suspect. You got this fangled wand that they have where you got to sort of flick it out, and it's a metal wand, and it's useless out there, totally useless, useless. So why wouldn't you just give them back the wooden batons, the... I mean, it's so they pulled that nightstick out. They put it in front of them, parallel to the ground, and you knew that you didn't cross that mansion line. Look at these guys who beat the hell out of these cops right in that Bronx subway station. It was on Monday as they clearly just asked the cops rolled up to these guys, hey, man, could you stop smoking? It's 2.30 in the afternoon. Remember, Freeman Street is above ground. So the brothers, you know, they start riffing with the cops. Yo, yo, man, none of your big, get, 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 get this, mind your business. And you know they weren't just smoking cigarettes. No, it wasn't Newports. No, no. Oh, no, 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 Mentors. You know, Sharpton wants black people to be able to smoke uh, Newport uh Newport Mentals, uh, until they're dead in the grave. I mean, that's a real cancer stick. But anyway, I digress. So the point is, the cops roll up to them in uniform. And these thugs, I don't know what their jacket is, what their criminal record is, but they start fighting like they're on Rikers Island with the correctional officers because they know there are no consequences. There's video. They start beating the hell out of these cops. Eventually, these cops restrain them arrested them, but you see this one cop covering his head for protection during the scuffle. They're beating the hell out of him. Oh, my God. And I'm looking at pictures of this cop. They took to St. Barnabas Hospital. I mean, he's got a busted eye, a busted nose, a busted mouth. He looks like Jake LaMotta in that scene, Raging Bull against uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, bleeding all over the place. And, I mean, you can see this. They're fighting with this cop. They're beating him down. What are the ramifications? What are the consequences? Did the did, did the mayor run over to the cop and visit him in St. Barnabas? Maybe he did. I'm not aware of that. That should have been his number one priority. Instead, he was ducking and weaving and bobbing at his press conference, That so we're going to get to up next. And then, of course, there was the lieutenant. The lieutenant in uniform, on the number one train, coming down. And two skells and mutts are fighting with one another, and he rightfully breaks it up. And then both of them, who were beating the hell out of each other, turn on the lieutenant and kick the living daylights out of him. Not only pummel him, they're kicking him in the head. I saw the photographs of him in the hospital. We've seen correctional officers that the inmates jack up in the hospital, Elmhurst Hospital, I visited one of them. His face was so swollen you couldn't even identify him. I was there with the family. And now we see cops in uniform getting attacked randomly. And and what's the answer to Eric Adams' growing problem of attacks on uniform cops, uh, cops in the uh, transit system? His uh, robot, Robbie Robot. Danger, Bill Robinson. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. Danger, no, Will Robinson. Danger, Oh, you're not going to want to miss it. Right in the Times Square subway station, once again, Robbie Robot was there, guarded by two cops. Guarded by two cops. Because they don't want him uh, vandalized, they don't want him graffitied, and they don't want him pushed into the tracks.